Stand by. Hello. Thank you for choosing the Lackadaisical Libricubicularist Podcast. Without further delay, here is your host, Jordan Maywood. Hello! Welcome to the Librocube. My name is Jordan Maywood, and I am the Lackadaisical Librocubicularist. Yeah. Today, my friends, is video games day. Combining Thursday and video games? Yes. Yes, I have. Gonna do something that I did last week, which uh, seemed to work out well, and I think I may keep that in mind for future, and that is, right now, because it is dark and spooky on my drive home, that means I can't really see my notes. So, what I'm gonna do is just record the, uh, what do you call, opening here. And then uh, that way, when I leave to work tomorrow morning, when it's bright and sunny, uh, I can hop right into my notes and we can go from there. Plan, he says questioningly. He leaves a spot for you to answer, despite the fact that he cannot hear your thoughts. Okay. Something I like to say at the top of every show is that there will be spoilers. No, no, there will be spoilers is what I meant to say. So, please take heed of that yawn-filled spoiler warning. Another, I think, bonus of doing it this way is that I don't have much energy. And, to be honest, can I be 100% Amish with you? I feel a little green, a little green around the gills for some reason. I think it is because I got a shipment in at about uh, 3.30, and I went like a madman. I went, we've had this discussion before, I didn't even go like a chicken with its head cut off. No, no, no. I went with like a goddamn rooster with a head cut off, with its head cut off. You know what? I might even go into something larger, like maybe emu or ostrich with head cut off territory. Yeah, anyways, the reason I did that is because I like going in in the morning and knowing that I don't have a huge, huge, huge amount of work waiting for me. So I did that, which means now I'm both tuckered out and a little green. I don't know. I think I did. I overdid it a little bit. I'm not a young man anymore. Ugh. So I don't have the energy to do a full video games day review at this juncture. So this recording just the opening, also furthering my making of sense. Another thing that I should mention is that if you like what you hear, the only payment I ask is a million rubles. A million rubles. <laughs> that is ridiculous. The only payment I ask is perhaps you pass the podcast on to a friend. Perhaps you rate, subscribe, and comment within iTunes as that is what helps others find podcasts. Thank you for those who have done so. Very, very much appreciated. That will, of course, take us in our last piece of podcast-related business before I take a many, many hours-long break and then hop right back in. For you, it will seem like less than many, many hours. Just fly, or FYI if you prefer. And that is, what? A little off track here. Uh, today's sponsor, yes, today's sponsor is the city of Venice within the underground metro of 
Fallout Moscow Russia Once again, today's sponsor is the city of Venice in the underground of Moscow within Russia, post-fallout. Stop on by to Venice if you care to do a little giant mutant fish thing fishing. Huh? Perhaps you'd like to uh, buy some bullets with bullets. Mm -hmm. Maybe... Pass on by the uh, strip club where the boobs are quite possibly irradiated. Or even join us at the Rat Shooting Gallery. Venice and the Underground Metro. Thank you to them for sponsoring this. Very, very nice of you. Today's game, uh, just on the very, very off chance that I forget to say the title tomorrow when I start talking about it, because that's possible. I don't know what kind of mind frame I'm going to be in tomorrow morning. It is called Metro Colon. Not Metro Colon, because that'd be weird. A metro station within your colon. Kind of a la that uh, Futurama episode where they were shrunk down and went inside Fry because he ate the uh, egg salad sandwich at the gas station. You know the one I mean. But no, no, no. Rather Metro and then a colon, as in two dots. And then Last Light is the name of the game. Oh boy, <laughs> Metro Last Light is what it's called. I think probably, just because I'm running out of steam here, I will push this button marked transition, and then hopefully I'll have much, much more energy when I get back in moments to talk of this game. Transition away. <laughs> transition. Hello there. Well, because, <laughs> you know what, it's funny, I have to, when I do pre-record my opening, I have to resist the urge to do openings. So, I'm going to hop right in, despite the urge not to, and have some rambling. But no, no, not allowed. So, this is post-nuclear apocalypse Russia. Specifically, I do believe Moscow, yes? I'm fairly certain that is the case, possibly. Uh, is it ever mentioned? I don't remember, actually, to be honest with you. I'm just going to go under that assumption. We are in the Russian underground because Topside is pretty much a combination of irradiated to poisonous levels, as well as inhabited by um, demons. You know, demons. Now... Is this a... Was there another Metro game? What do I think there was? Metro 2033? I, I think that might have been a game. So I think this is the sequel to that. Just because there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of backstory involving the main character who you play by the name of Artyom. Artyom. Yom Art. Artyom. A-R-T-Y-O-M is his name. How you pronounce it is helpful if you have a Russian accent. He is the destroyer of the Dark Ones. Ooh, very, very scary nickname for Artyom. Yeah, apparently previous game, or perhaps book, because I know this is based on a novel, he destroyed the Dark Ones who were aliens? Sure, yeah. And um, he's sort of a big hero and a big man. 
and everyone knows him and is impressed with the job he did on these Dark Ones, who apparently were not very nice to humans. Hmm. Which is kind of interesting, because you get the impression in this book, and it only strengthens throughout, that the quote-unquote Dark Ones were not such bad people after all. They were just, well, they weren't people, first off, but they weren't evil, monstrous destroyers of worlds. They're just kind of living their lives, and uh, humans started to kill them, I, I guess. I see. Uh, I don't know too, too much of the backstory. I think this sort of series as a whole, book, I wouldn't mind getting my hands on the book, actually. Oh, hey, how about I use this podcast, as I do from time to time, and give myself one of the old mental notes. Jordan, see if you can find the book that... Uh, this uh, video game is sort of based around Mental Note completed. I think one of the reasons that A, I was able to destroy these Dark Ones, and B, now in this one, can communicate with them, is that my brain is slightly different than your average, everyday human. So this leads to some very, very interesting things, such as the fact that I, and I alone, can talk communicate with these dark ones and can sort of get into their head and they can get into mine, uh, which sets it up for some interesting gameplay later on in the game, which I will get into later on in the podcast. Uh, the game is one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Now, I should perhaps specify one of the most destroyed beautiful games I've ever seen. The sort of Going into this game, the one thing I heard from all reviews that is just so blatantly obvious that it is the first thing that pops out at you, I think, is that this is probably the most uh, detailed game I have ever played. Just down to every little pixel is as if the makers of the game planned it ahead of time and really, really thought about every single little teeny little bit in order to get across what they wanted to get across, which is that sort of sense of, uh, of destroyed beauty. Uh, set pieces in which you walk through, and it's it really gives you the feel of life all around you going on at all times. Like, it gives you the thought that even when you are not, say, passing by a group of guys chatting, once you leave, you, you think that these people are living their lives and and going about their business as they would normally. It's just such an amazing, amazing amount of detail that it really just pulls you in incredibly. Now, it's all sort of dark and not very colorful, but that's for the reason that they are, well, underground, and it's post-apocalypse, so you got to have a little, can't have it all bright, fluffy clouds and pink everywhere. What I would love to see is uh, this amount of just mind-boggling detail in the next Fallout game, Fallout 4, which has been sort of teased around a little bit lately and has me piqued my interest that is so much. Uh, I don't know if I've mentioned it lately on a Thor video games day, but my two very, very favorite games of all time, no ifs, ands, or buts, are uh, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Love those, played those a freakish amount platinum trophies in both, and uh, thinking of this game, which has a little bit of that vibe, less in the sense of humor, which is probably why I love Fallout 
so much. Picturing this amount of, of detail in a Fallout game just gives me the shivers. And now that I've seen it is possible, I think, hey, why not? Makers of Fallout 4, if you are listening, take note of this game and steal a lot of their ideas, please. Folks, uh, I've stopped momentarily to get a little of the old gasoline, or as we say up here in Canada, go-go juice. That is what we call gasoline in Canada, go-go juice. Please do not question that. It is a fact. Don't Google it. Just trust me. Would I lie to you? Would I lie to you? Back in a moment. Editing. 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 On the road again. Road again. That was the On the Road Again remix. Thank you for that voice box. Let's hop right back in. Why don't I? Because I'd like to get this done on the way to work. Whether that will be possible or not is uh, for grabs. So the game sort of starts out with the realization that a dark one was seen. What? I thought I killed all those guys, says Artyom. Probably doesn't actually say that. Maybe he does say that. He's like, fuck, I could have sworn I killed all those bastards. They're still one alive. So this sets out a sort of race to go and get it and talk to it. Well, that's where we're kind of uh, broken up into faction here. One of the guys who I kind of trust right off the bat, he wants to talk to it. Uh, the army sort of folk who seem kind of like a little bit of a bastards uh, want to kill it on sight. Huh. This uh, sets up a sequence where I am captured. Captured, I should say, by Nazis. What? Yeah. Something about Nazis and the apocalypse seem to quite often go hand in hand. I don't know. Is that just me? Like, do you think if the apocalypse were to happen, Nazis would suddenly come back? Like, I know there's neo-Nazis and they're around, but they're not a huge, huge faction. Whereas these Nazis are huge, huge faction. I don't know. That seems unlikely. I think we've, we've as humanity, gone, gotten past the Nazis a little bit. I hope. Uh, this sets up your sort of classic uh, escape from capture sequences, which I like. Uh, I've talked about this before, how uh, in video games such as this, first-person shooter, third-person shooter, shooter, uh, quite often, in fact, most of the time, you're going to have a sequence in which you are captured and have to escape, and the fact that it's been done a million times takes a little bit of the luster off. However, it was done very, very well, and it was exciting, so, you know, I still give them marks for it. It's just I yearn for something I have not done before. Uh, during this escape, I, uh, I am helping another guy escape, and he's helping me escape. We're sort of on opposite sides of different factions, many, many different factions in this game. Reminds me of the game Red Faction. Huh? Yeah, it does. Which I think had more than one faction. And in Red, because communist, Russia. Yeah, that too. In fact, this guy was a communist. And despite the fact that we didn't like each other, we did kind of develop a respect and admiration. Well, having to do with saving each other's lives on a couple of occasions during this sequence. So we make it out. 
we have to travel over ground, which I tells you, uh, as I mentioned earlier, irradiated and demon-filled. They're not actual demons, I don't think. They've got to be, like, radiated animals and things like that. They're pretty freaky to behold. Yeah, the whoever created the monsters within this did a good job. One of them kind of just looks like a gargoyle, like with the wings and the gargoyle face. and So that kind of leads a little more towards... That leans a little more towards the whole demon theory, actually, if it looks exactly like a gargoyle, which is a demon, no? Huh. Anyways, this is two games now in a row where I have had to wear a gas mask in order to survive through sort of long sequences. The other one was uh, The Last of Us. Uh, I think I did like The Last of Us more than this game. The story pulled me in a little bit more, which is surprising for... Well, they're both post-apocalyptic. Normally, I like uh, radiation post-apocalyptic more than zombie post-apocalyptic, but uh, The Last of Us, man, you just can't compare to that. Ooh, how about I, so I don't forget, give my rating... Ooh, you know what? I was gonna... I gotta go a very, very, very solid 4 out of 5. Yeah, like, just tickling, a 4 out of 5 that is tickling the underbelly of 5 out of 5. It was very, very good. I would definitely recommend, if you're going to choose this or The Last of Us, uh, I would pick The Last of Us. So, some stiff competition. The buddy, my pal, who we escaped this prison together, turns out, spoiler, 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 to be a traitor. The bastard, and then he captures me, which sets up a whole new sequence of escaping capture. Uh, I was upset. I actually, factually, really thought that he was my friend. Uh, I don't think I've, in a game, been so duped by a player who turned out to be bad. Uh, I think that wins for that. There was that did happen in the Last of Us as well, but uh, I kind of had my suspicions about the guy who turned out to be bad in that game. Where's this? No suspicions. I, I thought for sure he was a good guy. So I was upset. Uh, this set up my first escape through swamps and sewers. Uh, I met up with a guy who uh, we raced through the sewers throwing dynamite at giant mutant shrimp. So that right there. Racing, let me just say that sentence again just so you get sort of the full effect. Racing through sewers on a boat being pursued by giant mutant shrimp throwing sticks of dynamite behind us to keep them off her tail. Then a tidal wave, sort of, once we realize we're going to get caught, we set off the whole box full of dynamite and check it overboard, and tidal wave pushes us into the next series of events where I re-meet up with a girl by the name of Anna. Anna, who... Uh, it seemed kind of strange. Like uh, in the first series of events of this of this game, she was treating me like a like a little kid almost, and uh, I didn't really care for her. <laughs> she's a bit of a bitch. And then we meet up again after after this, and she's like, "Oh, it's you. I miss you so much." And she's being all nice and lovey dovey, and we have sex. Sex in a video game. We have no. Uh, I I kind of upset. No mini game. I need, a, I need a good sex minigame if I'm going to have sex in a video game. Come on, give me that. Anyways, so that sets it up for me falling in love with her, I guess. I don't know. It felt a little tacked on in her being kidnapped by this guy who 
was a traitor to me. And uh, then I have to go rescue her. So rescue after rescue. This involves going through catacombs. Ooh, so that's scary. Uh, eventually the guys that we, the bad guys in their mutant form that we start running into here are sort of giant lizardy gorilla types. And they were pretty tough. Uh, something that this demonstrates well is kind of in your zombie, kind of in your zombie game realm in that there's kind of two types of bad guys. In the zombie game, it's the zombies and then your fellow humans that you have to watch out for. Here it is your fellow humans as well as these quote-unquote demons you have to watch out for. Now the demons are tougher, sort of one-on-one, -on -one, but they don't have guns and they don't swarm around you and shoot the shit out of you. So uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword. You don't know which is worse. They're both bad and they're both freaking tough. And uh, I, I like that sort of having two radically different bad guys' styles to face at any given moment. You know what? Uh, I'm surprised never really happened. And this is maybe a little bit of a missed opportunity. Is that uh, you never saw the bad guys, humans that you were fighting with guns, end up fighting any of these demons. Uh, I thought that was going to happen for sure at one point. And that sort of scenario where... You could run in there, guns a-blazing, or you could sort of sit back and let them kill one another. That uh, that never came up. Like in Fallout 3, when there was, say, a tiger in a cage, and then you would shoot the lock on the cage, and the tiger would come out and kill all the bad guys for you. Kind of that idea, which is always fun. I like people doing my work for me in video games. Okay, so eventually, do we rescue Anna? I don't know. Let's just assume we did. Uh... Also, eventually, I end up being in league with this last remaining Dark One, who is a kid. Yeah, he's just a little, he's a little guy. Uh, that was kind of cool because he had, like, special abilities, and we could kind of link brains with one another. Uh, one of the ones he used, which is very, very Last of Us as well, is that he could sort of set a flash off in my brain where I could see through walls and see where all the bad guys were which was like uh, the ability in Last of Us where you could use your super hearing, apparently, to see through walls. But that really makes sense in that game. Uh, at least here it was explained better, if not executed as well. Uh, there was a section where I went through a tunnel that was sort of driving me insane. I don't really get why that was either. Was it to do with demons or radiation in my brain? I don't know. I, I liked it. It was interesting. Uh, I like that. It's almost like in Max Payne, I think it was the first one where you did drugs and you were like insane. Kind of a little like that feeling. I eventually, after rescuing Anna and have this dark one at my side, make my way back right to where I started, to my faction. Yay. Game over. Right? Wrong. Now it sets it up for us being attacked and uh, quite a few very, very good and exciting and heart-pounding battles trying to protect our domain. And uh, I, I did have a lot of fun there. It did get very, very tough. And uh, I guess that's just what you're looking for in a sort of end sequence of events. Never really felt like there was too much in the way of boss battles, which I guess it was kind of hard to get in this real gritty story, uh, fighting a boss all of a sudden. There was a tank, I guess, you had to fight. 
Yeah, yeah, I guess there was some. Now, we're going to get into the big spoiler. Uh, one thing I'm just curious before I say this is, I'm going to preface this by saying that there may be more than one ending. I'm not 100% sure on that. Maybe I, if I was at all professional, would have looked into that. I, but the ending I got was uh, we almost, almost, so bloody close, almost protected our domain and repelled the invaders, but uh, we didn't. No, we in fact lost. So what do you do when you are overrun by these Nazi guys? You set off an atomic bomb and uh, kill everyone, including yourself. That's just what you do. Okay? I didn't have a choice. It had to be done. Uh, there was probably choices, like better to die or live with Nazis. I, yeah, I guess there wasn't a choice. So, you know, that's an interesting way to end a game is me pushing a button that kills myself and everyone around me. I don't mind that for the reason that I'm not sure if I've ever done it before. I don't know how they would make a sequel to this game. Maybe something a la the Half-Life series where you thought Gordon and Alex Vance were going to die at the end, but then those uh, little guys with the one eye came in and saved them. That could potentially happen here with the little dark one. You never know. Actually, you know what? The dark ones kind of look like those uh, little guys from Half-Life with the one eyes. Huh, interesting. Anyways, folks, I'm at work, so we're going to mark that down in the win column and say we fit her all in. We had to jam it a little bit, but sometimes that jamming feels good. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it is nice to be nice to the nice. Thank you for listening. We here in the Liberal Cube would love to hear from you. If for any reason you would like to contact us, you can do so via the email address. Mailwood.jordan at gmail.com And now I have a theory. I've got a theory that it's a demon, a dancing demon. No, something isn't right there. I've got a theory. The best is yet to come and babe, won't it be fine? You think you've seen the sun, but you ain't seen it shine. Wait till the warm-up's underway Wait till our lips have met Wait till you see that sunshine day You ain't seen nothing yet The best is yet to come and be Won't it be fine? The best is yet to come, come the day you're mine Live long and prosper.